You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Welcome to On Point with Victor. I do not even know where to start today. I know lately you've been hearing that a lot from me. But, folks, things have just gotten a little bit crazy. Um, I, I, I can tell you the kind of weekend I had. I mean, it went from uh, just uh, a group of people who are in the uh, hate and blame America first crowd that just drives me insane. So uh, we, we, we'll touch on that today. Um, I, I, <laughs> I got to get into a few things because uh, I do I do want to talk about this hate America first crowd and the blame America first crowd uh, because I've got some questions for you people. Um, some of you left downright awful third world countries to come here and make a better life for yourself. You didn't go to France to make a better life for yourself. You didn't go to Germany. You didn't go to Sweden. You didn't go to Norway. You didn't go to uh, Spain. Uh, all these countries that I'm constantly told are, are the utopia of so- socialism. You guys just don't know what you're talking about. And I'm going to get into some of that today. And again, folks, I'm not mad. I'm just right. Uh, but look, those of you, you know, let me just put this out there because I know some of you are standing on your head right now or you've thrown yourself on the ground and you're screaming bloody murder or you're jumping up and down waving your arms in the air. Um, look, those of you who think that Norway <laughs> is your socialist utopia or Sweden uh, or Switzerland or any of those nations, uh, you need to look up their immigration laws. You need to look up and really educate yourself. Number one, they're not really full-on socialist countries. They're more of a welfare state. They tax the bejesus out of their uh, out of their populace, so they can offer all these wonderful, wonderful utopian programs. So it's more of a a welfare state than a oppressive socialist state. Uh, those, that's your Norway and your Sweden and, and your countries that, that the, the left will constantly uh, throw in your face and say, oh, look how wonderful they are. No, high taxation is not wonderful. Just because you can go and have coffee and wine at a cafe uh, when you want or go have some fresh bread and watch your soccer game, just because you can do that doesn't mean that you're making living your life to the fullest. Now, maybe for you, that's that's what you want. But if you aspire for more, there's a limit that you're going to find in these welfare countries. Uh, but, but even more than that, take a look at their immigration laws. Folks, you can't get any whiter than Norway. So for those of you who are telling us to be like Norway, and then you call us racist because we want to, <laughs> you know, we have the audacity to control our borders. You look at the immigration laws of places like Norway, for instance. Uh, they will not let illegals come in that nation. They will not let just anyone come across that border. They do not just take or accept anyone. If you come try to go to Norway, you've got to prove that you have an income or that you will have an income. You have to prove that you can take care of yourself and that you're not going to come over there and be a burden son on their welfare state because their welfare state is exclusive for the citizens of Norway. Uh, you don't believe me? Look it up. Because, again, you guys send out love to send out platitudes and all these other things about how great these other nations are and how evil and mean the United States is. Give me a freaking break. Once again, I ask you, you didn't flee your third world dirt hole country to Sweden 
to Norway, to France, to Spain, uh, to Germany. No, no, you came to the United States. Uh, show me another country that has to have border control because we're trying to be careful with who comes in. We're not building a wall to keep people in the country. You know, there are a lot of other countries that have a history of that. Um, look, folks, this is just the hard truths that a lot of you, maybe you're uncomfortable hearing it, uh, but it might be about time for you to hear it. So so anyway, uh, look, I, I, I got to get to something else that's pretty big. Um, and then we'll get to some other things, and maybe I'll get back to a little bit of this uh, addressing you, you, you crowd of hate and blame America first because I don't understand it. Um, but anyway, I, let, let me move on. Let me do this. Let me do this. Uh, you're tuned into America's Web Radio. This is on point with Victor, and I am Victor Armanderes. So thanks so much for tuning in today. We've got so much to get to, as I mentioned to also, uh, I've mentioned already. Uh, the first thing I want to do, I want to take a few minutes here because uh, I do like to engage listeners, and and whenever we get uh, a good call or or good, you know, a lot of you interact with me online, and I've already got a question today, and this question I. I promise this listener, this is a listener from Duluth, Georgia, uh, and they want to know what is the big difference between Biden and Trump? And basically what they were asking me, they said, you know, why, why, what is a good reason not to vote for Biden and to vote for Trump? And that makes me chuckle a little bit. And, and I think this listener is playing with me a little bit. Uh, I don't know. They, they, they could be totally serious about this, or maybe they have some friends, uh, who are left leaning and, or maybe they hate Orange Man bad. And they won't look at policy. So I got a feeling he wants – because he's going to get a policy answer from me, and I think he knows that because he listens to the show. So anyway, all right, listener in Duluth, uh, let me just give you a quick rundown on why you need to vote for Trump in 2020, in November 2020. If you vote for – look, we have shut down. We have manually – intentionally shut down the United States economy. We've put ourselves into a recession. And if we keep going like this, we're going to put ourselves into a depression. Now, what needs to be on your mind is who is going to manage us out of this recession or depression, whatever you want to call it. Who's going to manage us out of this? Um, Because even with the state starting to reopen, you've got the Democrat leadership, Pelosi, Schumer, you've got these people telling the Democrat governors across the states to prolong this shutdown as long as they can because they think it's going to hurt the economy which in turn hurts Trump and if you don't believe me folks go talk to some of your liberal friends and go just look up some of the tweets and some of the social media writings of, of people in the media or people on the left or activists whatever you want to call them, Democrats uh, they are actively wishing and seeking for more pain uh, look there's not one government worker who's out of a job in fact, there are government workers that's going to get a freaking stimulus check. You want to tell me why a government worker who is getting paid 100% of their salary to sit at home is also going to get a stimulus check? How does that make sense, folks? There are real people out there that need that help. But no, we're going to let some government workers double dip. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, so, But there's not one government agency that's cut their staff. There's, there's no senator who's cut their pay. There's no – and if there is, I don't know about it, but it would be nice to know if they're doing that. Uh, find me a House member that's cut their pay. No, no. They're still taking the tax dollars that you – that we, our sweat equity, goes into the federal government. Uh, they're still taking those salaries. And just along with every gov- – from the federal government to the lowest of the local government, none of them have been laid off. 
So when you hear a Democrat running around telling you and me that we need to stay sheltered, that we need to shut down the economy longer, they're not hurting, folks. And apparently they don't, they could care less about the people who are hurting. There are people's lives being ruined on a daily basis right now. Um, so I want you to think about that. Have some empathy for the people out there who have no livelihood right now. Have some empathy because we're hurting millions of Americans. We, and, you know, I'm not even going to get into some particulars about the virus because there's a whole lot of new data coming out. And uh, if I get into that, then I'm going to be jumping around too much and I'm going to lose my place. So let me let me get going with 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 the big of what I want to get to today, which is I want to get to a timeline for those of you. And this kind of ties in with the blame America first crowd with the uh, hate America first crowd. Um, this kind of ties into it. Because there is an all-out push, and this push, you've heard me talk about it before, this push started um, months ago, well, at least a month or so ago. Uh, but there's this big push. It's it's the next, call it a hoax. Call, in fact, you can go back to one of the last Trump rallies where he referenced uh, this kind of reporting as a hoax. And, of course, the media ran and they lied and say and they said, even to this day, they said that Trump said that COVID-19 was a hoax. He never, not once, ever, ever said that. He was referring to CNN trying to blame him for the virus. Uh, that is what he referred to as the next hoax. And, folks, it is. If you listen this weekend and, and last week, the big push coming from the Democrats and coming from the left is Trump was ill-prepared. Trump dragged his feet. Trump didn't do anything. People are dying. Trump didn't this. Trump this. Uh, the Trump virus. And blah, 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 and blah. And they couldn't be further from the truth, folks. And I have the proof in my hands right here to prove it to you. You've just got to decide, do you want to hear this truth? Do you want to open up your mind? And listen, so I'm going to ask you, especially my Democrat friends, my liberal friends, my socialist friends out there, pull yourselves closer. Come a little closer. Turn up your device and listen to me. Uh, and, you know, look, you guys are my friends. A lot of you are my friends, and, and, and you'll always be my friend. But you, you, you need to hear this truth. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to get – let me let me go down the timeline. And, and the reason why I want to do this timeline is because I want to show you what – the media was doing. I want to show you what the left was doing. I want to show you what the left and the media was saying. Now, next week, I'm going to give you Trump's timeline. I'm going to give you all the things the Trump administration did. And it's not just Trump. Uh, I mean, it's it's the task force that he put together and everything that they did. I'll give you that timeline next week. But today, I'm going to give you the timeline to blow all of you guys out there that are buying into the fake new narrative that Trump didn't do anything. Yeah. It's time for you to get a little lesson in reality and a little lesson in truth. Um, all right, here we go. Um, January 8th. So let, let's do a little bit of backtracking here. This virus, the Wuhan virus, the China virus, the coronavirus, the uh, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. And if you're, if you're a Democrat right now throwing your hands in the air and throwing yourself on the floor because I called it the China virus, get over it. Uh, throughout history, we name viruses from where they originate from. And this virus originated from China. And we don't know. You know, you want to be mad. You need to be real mad at China, folks. And, and look, right now is not the time 
probably to uh, to start uh, deciding what we're going to do to China or how we're going to um, hold them accountable. But but that that discussion is going to come when we get through this virus out viral outbreak. But we wouldn't have an outbreak, folks, if China didn't lie about it. Um, so your anger out there, instead of being at at America, you blame America first crowd. You hate America crowd. You need to be pointing your real your anger to the real cause of this problem, which is China. Uh, you know what? Let me say this. Uh, and and David, I bet you'll agree with this. Uh, you know, we've heard story after story back when when uh, the the Indian I mean, I'm sorry when the Pilgrims made it to to Plymouth Rock, and we apparently the Pilgrims brought all these viruses, and oh how terrible because we gave all the viruses to the Indians and we started killing the Indian population. Well, you know what, folks? Here we are in 2020, and virus and, and China yet again has released a virus that is killing. I don't know how many Americans have been killed so far across this country 100,000 or more so china now i know it's not 100,000 folks but that's what the models are telling us but but we've had deaths and any death is a bad death and we've had deaths now because china sent a virus over here now i'm not telling you before you throw yourself again on the ground and start throwing a tantrum i'm not saying that china did this on purpose um as a weapon, as a weapon, I, I am telling you, they did allow people to leave Wuhan and come here and Europe on purpose. They actively made a decision, folks, to let people leave Wuhan and come over here and go to Europe and spread this virus. They did do that. So, all right, folks, I am going to get to this timeline. Let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, I'm going to start down this timeline. You are going to want to hear this. So, all right, uh, you, we will be right back. This is On Point with Victor, America's Web Radio. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. And, Victor, I'm going to throw out to you and your audience, because you've got a great audience, that uh, we've got a new show coming on board. It'll be starting on uh, Fridays, and uh, it's going to be 
sports management. This isn't a, this guy is well versed in it. He's going to bring some guests to the uh, the show that'll absolutely blow your mind. We're not talk. He's not going to be talking about who's got the best right arm, who's got the best left arm, who's can throw a football further, or kick it. He's going to be talking about behind the scenes. What's going to happen with the draft? Who's paying all the bills right now when they're not even playing games? And um, he'll be talking about managing a football team, professional football team. Uh, my goodness. You know, I never thought about this, but he didn't say anything about hockey. No, only pucks. Bread. Only pucks play hockey, right? <laughs> don't no. kill bread. <laughs> But anyway, uh, he will be talking about Major League Baseball, Major League Football, and soccer, what hockey. in soccer? Well, I don't know that. I don't. I think he's a. I, I think he's more sophisticated than to play soccer. I, I don't know. You know, I mean, he run up and down the field after you know, so you can hit your head on a ball. Either you know, what kind of person is that? But anyway, uh, he'll be talking about the professional sports from really the inside out. And I don't know of a show that's taken it on like he's going to be taking it on. It's going to be very, very interesting. And, um, you know, just think of the 30 and 40 and 50 and 100 million dollar salaries that have to be paid under contract. And... um, what what visions or what versions of contracts do some of these players have? Are they continuing to get paid, or was there uh, some type of uh, statement in there? Well, if uh, there's a, a pandemic, we don't have to pay you. I don't think so. But anyway, we'll find out starting Friday, and it's going to be, I think you're going to find this. Tell your husbands, and uh, our husbands tell your wives. They'll learn something about sports. So, be coming up starting this Friday on America's Web Radio only. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back. And, you know, I will say this. There are probably a lot of women out there that know a lot more about sports than I do, although I do know soccer and hockey. But anyway, all right, let's get back into this. You know, I had a listener point out, and this is a good point, too, and you guys have heard me say this before, uh, and I've got this from a, from an awesome uh, uh, fellow radio host. Uh, if, if you are coming or – let me put it this way. If you are bringing policies or you want to bring policies from a, a third-world poor country, if you want to bring that here – Think about this. You cannot bring there here without here becoming there. Uh, you can't do it. So, And that goes the same for inside this country. If you live in New York and you are tired of being in the highest tax state in the union and then you move to Florida and you go to Florida because they have a great – they have no sales tax, uh, state sales tax. They have very low taxation across the board. But And you leave New York – to escape high taxes and you go to Florida and then you bring your policy voting dumb I'm going to be nice uh, derriere, you bring your dumb derriere down to Florida and you keep voting for New York policies then folks you can't bring New York to Florida and not expect Florida to become New York uh, so understand that because that's what's happening to some of these cities and, uh, and it's a crying shame because when you screw up Florida where are you going to go 
You're going to go to Georgia, and then when you screw up Georgia, you're going to go to Tennessee, and when you screw up Tennessee, where are you going to go? Uh, I mean, folks, it's just the truth. And if you doubt me, if you're out there and you're one of those people saying high taxes work, high taxes and high regulation work, woohoo, let's go tax that guy. Folks, it never works because when you're out there saying go tax that guy, let me tell you something, your butt's going to get taxed too. And it's going to fall on you a lot harder than it's going to fall on the person who you think it's going to hit hard. Um, you, you, when when you're wishing for high taxation and you think that works, I will take – just go to exhibit A, B, C, D and down the line. Go look at Baltimore. Go look at New Orleans. Go look at the city of, city of Atlanta. Go look at uh, New York City. Go look at Chicago. Go look at Detroit. Go look at L.A. Go look at San Francisco. Every one of those cities I just told you has a huge, huge budget problem. And every one of those cities is run by Democrats. No Republican in sight. There hasn't been a Republican in sight of any of those cities in 30, 40, 50 years. So if you think your Democrat high-taxing, high-regulation policies work, then tell me why those cities don't work. Just, I mean, it's common sense, folks. Common sense and logic. We have evidence. Don't give me any model crap. We have plenty of on-the-ground, real-time, real-life data that will show you. Uh, you show me a red state, and I'll show you a state performing better than a blue state. Just period. So uh, you go back to the uh, last, the Obama recession, uh, or, or I should say the Obama stagnant recovery the state that weathered itself the best, I believe, was Texas. Uh, there's probably a reason for that, followed by probably Tennessee and probably followed by New Hampshire, probably followed by, uh, I think it's Washington that uh, also doesn't have a sales tax. So uh, the truth is there, folks. The truth is there. So, all right, let me get back to this uh, this this timeline. So the media right now cnn leading the way msnbc and 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 just the, the typical left out there they're on the march right now and their new narrative their new hoax is trump didn't do anything trump dragged his feet trump was slow to react that's what you're hearing right now and and hearing and and they're saying this right now and they figure if they say it long enough then the lie will become the truth uh, that's their strategy so let me let me shed the light of truth on what really happened January 8th. Now, remember, we don't know exactly when this virus was released in, in, in China or escaped in China. Uh, it could have been November, could have been October, could have been September. We don't really know. Uh, what we do know is it, people were coming from, from Wuhan, China to the United States and they were going to Europe. All while, okay, all while, the, the China stopped all travel from Wuhan to any other part of China. They stopped all the travel from Wuhan to any other part of China, but they didn't stop them from coming to the United States, and they didn't stop them from going to Europe. So you got to ask yourself, why did China do that? They made the decision to let that virus get out. I'll tell you why. Because the communist government over there didn't want to be the only country suffering. They wanted the other countries to suffer with them. Uh, that's just the way the communists think. Uh, all right, folks, I'm going to deviate just for a second. We're going to go to the phones. I believe we have uh, uh, Larry. Is that you on the line? I can barely hear. I don't know what happened. It just all of a sudden went low on me. 
Oh, but uh, can you hear me now? I, I can hear you. I can hear I was going to call in on the comment you were a subject you were talking about before with the people leaving from New York and then going to low taxes or no tax states. Okay. And I remember meeting with someone at a meeting, and they want the services. They don't seem to correlate that the services that they keep wanting, all these additional things and free this and free that, is because of the taxes. And so they're like, but we still want this and we want you to do that, and they, but they don't want to pay the taxes for it. So they just want it for free, and they don't seem to understand that in order to get that, someone has to pay for it. Well, you know, Larry, that's true, and and that's that's a you know you, it, you, that's a great way of explaining it. It's almost like your actors and actresses when they they get all these things, these swags for free when they go to movies and they they, they do a production and they, they keep all these things. Everything's furnished for them. They don't have to worry about their meals. They don't have to worry about where they stay. Mm-hmm. And then they get all these clothes for free, and they don't seem to understand that that's written off somewhere else. Right. And they think, well, that's this way it's supposed to be. That somebody else made that investment. Somebody else made paid that cost. So that was it. Anyways, I know you're going on your timeline. So I'll let you go to that. <laughs> no, I I appreciate it, Larry. And Larry, if you want to hang out on the phone, you're more than welcome. Uh, sure. I'm going to go through. Do you have a second? Sure. Okay. Well, hang out on the phone. I'm going to go through this timeline, and if I get anything uh, wrong, uh, I would like for you to chime in because I don't want to be accused of giving out wrong information. So, so Larry, you stay on the line there, and folks. Listen up, because we're going to go down this timeline now. So like I told you, China, uh, back in November or December, closed off all travel from Wuhan to any other province in China. But they didn't stop the Wuhanians from leaving Wuhan to come to the U.S. and to go to Europe and other parts of the world. So we have that. And then uh, we come to December, we get to January, where we start to figure out, okay, there's something going on. And China had to let the world know what was going on. But you got to understand, China was lying about the severity of the Wuhan virus or the China virus or the COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. So let's go. Let's go to January 8th, January 8th of this year from the New York Times. Now, folks, you can look this stuff up. So if you want to take notes uh, from the New York Times, this is what the New York Times, January 8th, there is no evidence that the new virus is readily spread by humans. That's the New York Times on January 8th. On January 14th, you know that organization that calls themselves WHO, uh, the World Health Organization, the one that some of you Democrats are uh, throwing yourselves on the ground again and throwing a tantrum because uh, we defunded them, which we should have done a long time ago in my opinion, but uh, the World Health Organization, January 14th, here's what they said. Preliminary investigations conducted conducted by the Chinese authorities, communist, have found no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission of the novel coronavirus COVID-19 identified in Wuhan, China. Let me repeat that. For you Democrats out there, and you, you, you know, the, the media, whoever's listening to me right now, let me repeat this. January 14th, from the WHO, the World Health Organization, this is what they said. Preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission of the novel coronavirus COVID-19 identified in Wuhan, China. Okay, you got that? January 15th, the very next day, the Democrats and the media are trying to rewrite history and they this is <laughs> and convince you this is what the democrats and the in the media are trying to do today they're trying to rewrite history and convince you that they were all over this pandemic they want you to think they were head first in this p- pandemic well 
On January 15th, what was the leader of the Democrats doing? So I just told you what the World Health Organization said on, on January 14th. Let me tell you, on January 15th, what was the leader of the Democrats doing? Well, she was doing photo ops and selfies. She was signing with a hundred different pins the impeachment stunt papers or the impeachment hoax. That's what she was doing, folks, on January 15th. Okay. Let's take this next break. We're going to take the – let's go ahead. We'll take the bottom of the hour break, and when I come back, we're going to go through this. So you hold tight. We will be right back. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following – These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it, and you'll love having one in your shop. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, and we're back, folks. All right, let me get right back in this. So I told you January 8th, uh, New York Times, no evidence that the new virus is readily spread to humans. January 14th, the WHO organization, the World, the World Health Organization, uh, said preliminary, preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities, so the Chinese were lying to them, okay? And they, well, let me put it to you this way. The Chinese were lying. The, or, the World Health Organization knew they were lying because they were in bed with China. All right? That's a whole other discussion for another day. January 15th, what were the Democrats doing? What were, on January 15th, when we knew there was something going on with the virus, what were the Democrats doing? Well, they were photo-opping, and Pelosi was taking selfies and taking pictures with her 100 pins signing the impeachment documents that were going to go over to the Senate. That's what, that's what they were doing, folks. You think they had your health in mind? No. They had power in mind because they got to get rid of the orange man bad. All right. On the same day, for, oh, let me, let me, okay, wait, let me get back. Let me get back to my place. On January 21st, so a week later, after all the photo ops, January 21st, the United States gets its first confirmed case of the coronavirus. This was reported by the CDC. January 21st, we get our first case here in the United States. On that same day, now listen close to me, folks. Listen to me. On the same day, uh, the same January 21st, let me give you this quote from Dr. Fauci. Now, Dr. Fauci was speaking to Greg Kelly uh, from uh, Newsmax, and this is what Fauci said on January 21st. 
This is not a major threat to the people of the United States, and this is not something that the citizens of the United States should be worried about right now. That was Dr. Fauci, January 21st. Now, look, I am not going to impugn Dr. Fauci. This man has been around for a long time, and he's saved many lives, and he's helped to save many, many lives. Uh, he was back. He was around during the HIV pandemic and, and other pandemics. This guy knows his stuff. You want to talk about a guy who knows infectious diseases, you talk to Dr. Fauci. But it doesn't mean that Dr. Fauci knows economics. Uh, but uh, what I'm saying here, though, is Dr. Fauci was going off information that w- that he was being told by the WHO organization and by the Chinese. So he was being lied to. So that was on the 21st of January. Dr. Fauci says, says, this is not a major threat to the people of the United States. And this is something that the citizens of the United States should not be worried about right now. Okay. Now, I just, this is what, this is, this, I am not putting words in anyone's mouth. Now. On January 26th, so this is five days later, Dr. Fauci said, it's a very, very low risk to the United States. This is speaking of the coronavirus. It's a very, very low risk in the United States. Now, he said that during an interview with a radio show host, a guy named uh, John Caddis Mattis. I'm probably getting butcher that name, but, uh, but you can look it up. That was January 26th. On January 28th, from BuzzFeed, This is January 28th, so two days later. This is what was reported in the BuzzFeed News. Don't worry about the coronavirus. Worry about the flu. So this is BuzzFeed telling the American people, don't worry about coronavirus, worry about the flu. That's January 28th. Now, January 31st. What happened on January 31st, folks? No, actually, what happened on January 30th? President Donald J. Trump issued a travel ban from China. He stopped all travel, or at least most of it. I believe it was all travel from China because of Trump was mentioning that we may have a problem here. And if you go back, if you back up to the State of the Union, which I'll get to in a minute. Well, let me let me get through this first, uh, because at this point we haven't had the State of the Union first. See, I can stay tuned here. on January, so on January 30th, Donald J. Trump issues a travel ban from China. On January 31st, what is being reported in the news? Vox, Vox tweeted, "Is this going to be a deadly pandemic?" No, that's what they were reporting on January 31st. Also, from January 31st, from the Washington Post, how our brains make coronavirus seem scarier than it is. That was their headline, January 31st. So January 30th, Donald J. Trump, your president, issues a travel ban from China to stop the influx, to try and stop this virus in its tracks. He issues a ban. The very next day, this is the reports we're getting. Vox reporting, is this going to be a deadly pandemic? And then they say, no. The Washington Post, how our brains make coronavirus seem scarier than it is. Donald Trump didn't say that, folks. That was the Washington Post. Now, again, January 31st, same day, folks, same day, from CNN. As the coronavirus spreads, fear is fueling racism and xenophobia. CNN can't help themselves, folks. On January 30th, President Donald J. Trump stops travel from China because he's trying to stop a virus from really, really getting into the United States and causing a pandemic. 
And what does CNN say the very next day? As coronavirus spreads, fear is fueling racism and xenophobia. They can't help it, folks, because the Democrats have nothing but screaming racism and xenophobia whenever they can or whenever they feel like they're losing they're losing the narrative they got to run to racism and xenophobia that was january 31st from cnn february 3rd february 3rd from the washington post why we should be wary of an aggressive government response to coronavirus that's Washington Post, February 3rd. Ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you, on January 30th, President Trump, I know, I sound like a broken record here, but you're going to hear this. Donald J. Trump stops travel from China. On Fe- and that was January 30th. On February 3rd, what's the Washington Post say? Why we should be wary of an aggressive government response to the coronavirus. Now, Larry, you're probably laughing a little bit because um, in a future show, I'm going to talk about why there might have been a little truth to that statement on on an aggressive government response to coronavirus. But uh, but but right now, I just want to set this time, this time period, February 4th, February 4th, Pelosi grandstands and tears the speech, the State of the Union speech. She tears out. Remember that, folks? Remember the State of the Union? So here we are. A few days after Donald J. Trump stops travel from China, and he's being called a xenophobe, he's being called a racist, Pelosi, what does she do? She tears up the the State of the Union speech on TV to get her little grandstanding in front of the cameras, to her little temper tantrum. That's what she's doing. No word of the virus, no word of caution, nope, mm -mm. not even a mention to her. She wants to make grandstanding appearances by tearing up the State of the Union speech. February 5th from the New York Times. February 5th. The WHO, WHO organization says it's not safe. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me back up. The New York Times, this was a reporter in the New York Times. Who says it's not safe to travel to China? The coronavirus travel ban is unjust and doesn't work anyway. Are you freaking kidding me, ladies and gentlemen? If you're a Democrat out there and you don't think that lives were saved by shutting down travel travel from China on January 30th, imagine if Trump hadn't have done that. Imagine if Trump had been listening to the Democrats or following the lead of the media. Imagine if he had not done the travel ban on January 30th. Imagine if he'd done it a month later. Imagine if he had done it in March. Do you realize how many cases we would have right now? If you're basing your fear on the number of cases we have now, which are nowhere near what they projected, but if you're basing your fear on that, imagine what would have happened if we had allowed travel from China to continue through February and through March. And I venture to tell you, had Trump not done the travel ban on January 30th that that you Democrats out there, you Democrat friends of mine and the media and the Democrats elected officials would be screaming saying Trump dragged his feet and should have done a travel ban had he not done a travel ban. But now since he did the travel ban, they had to call him a racist and a xenophobe. And and where are the Democrats out there admitting that it was the right thing to do? I I heard one reporter on CNN say that when Donald Trump enacted the travel ban, it was the right thing to do, and I think she got run out of town. But uh, folks, you've got to you've got to ask yourself. So again, January thirtieth, Donald Trump stops travel from China. February fifth, headline: New York Times. Who says it's not safe to travel to China? The coronavirus travel ban is unjust and doesn't work anyway. 
Really, folks? Do you think that? Do you believe that, folks? I want you to reach out to me and tell me if you believe the travel ban was a bad idea. All right. Also in February. Now, folks, remember in February we had two Democrat debates, two separate Democrat debates in February. How many times did coronavirus, COVID-19, because they won't call it the China virus anymore. You know, they were calling it in January. Your own Jim Acosta was calling it the Wuhan virus and the China virus. Your own CNN was saying that until China got mad. And then they went, ooh, wait a minute. We can call Trump a racist. We'll just stop saying it and pretend like we never said it. So two debates in February, no mention. I mean, how many times did they mention COVID-19 or corona? Zero. A big fat zero. Your Democrat presidential leader and now candidate, Joe Forget Me Biden, not one time did he mention COVID-19 or coronavirus. Not once. That was a twice in February. There were two debates. And uh, your uh, Mr. Um, I'm Presidential Biden and I was in the O'Biden-Bama administration. Hey, he said it, folks, not me. He said O'Biden-Bama administration. So uh, you want to put your faith in this guy? Well, then explain to me why in February, two debates, not one time did he mention, neither did Sanders, Socialist Sanders didn't either, not one time did they mention COVID-19 or utter the words coronavirus. Not once. All right. Let me go back here real quick to February 2nd. And this is a big one, folks. February 2nd. So again, we are three days or so after Donald Trump issued a travel ban from China. This is New York. Now, I'm going to bring this to New York because New York has the biggest problem. New York is the epicenter. And, and, and again, there will be time to put blame, but i got to point this out. The New York City Health Commissioner, the New York City Health Commissioner, let me quote what she said February 2nd on the streets of New York. The risk of coronavirus to New Yorkers is low. And that our preparedness in a, and as a city is very high. So let me repeat this quote. The risk of coronavirus to New Yorkers is, is low. And that our preparedness as a city is very high. I'm continuing with the quote. There is no reason not to take the subway. Folks, the worst place to freaking be during a pandemic outbreak is the subway. But this is what she was saying. Let me repeat. This is a quote, February 2nd, from the New York City Health Commissioner. The risk of coronavirus to New Yorkers is low, and that our preparedness as a city is very high. There is no reason not to take the subway, not to take a bus, not to go out to your favorite restaurant. Yes, folks, she said that on the streets of New York on February 2nd. Are you seeing the picture here, folks? Are you starting to see who drugged their feet? Are you starting to see why New York was in such a mess? To, why they're in such a mess today? Because their very own health commissioner was telling the people of New York to take a subway, take the bus, go to your favorite restaurant. This was on February 2nd when she said that. Now let's go back to February 24th. Let's push, go back February 24th. In San Francisco, almost a month after Donald Trump issued the travel ban, Nancy Pelosi, what was she doing? She was in Chinatown, which, by the way, 
if it's not if it's racist to call the chi- the virus the China virus, why isn't it racist to call Chinatown Chinatown? Only common sense and logic from here, folks. Only common sense and logic. All right, folks. We're going to go ahead and take a break here, and then I'm going to finish up this timeline. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is On Point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Look, remember this, folks. I'm not mad. I'm just right. Uh, Okay, folks. Uh, this is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armanderes. Okay, so I left you before that break. We were talking February 24th, San Francisco. What was the leader of the Democrat Party doing? And that would be Nancy Pelosi. She was in Chinatown, which, again, I ask you before the break, if I can't call the vi- the origin of the virus, which is China, if I can't call it the China virus because you call me a racist, then how come Pelosi can go call Chinatown Chinatown? Why isn't that racist? Okay, just common sense questions coming to you from On Point with Victor. So Pelosi, leader of the Democrat Party, February 24th, what was she doing? She was standing in Chinatown, walking through Chinatown, telling people to go out, enjoy the restaurants, enjoy the town, enjoy the wherever you want to do. Just go out and have fun all throughout San Francisco. That is what she was saying. So uh, this <laughs> this is coming from uh, your Democrat leader, who today is trying to convince you that Donald Trump didn't do anything. Yeah. Is this starting to, to sink in now, folks, how that's a fake narrative and it's another CNN hoax or Democrat hoax? Because, again, January 30th, Donald Trump issues a travel ban during the State of the Union. Donald Trump mentions the coronavirus. Donald Trump is making starting to do things because – we may have a problem in his eyes that, he, that as he was looking, his team was looking at the virus. All while the Democrats and the media were telling you there was nothing to see here, including February 24th, Nancy Pelosi, a month after the travel ban, telling New York, uh, San Francisco goings to get out, enjoy Chinatown, and, and everywhere else. Okay, These are just facts, folks, just the facts. February 26th from the New York Times. This was the headline. Let's call it Trump virus. If you're feeling awful, you knew who to blame. 
that's from the New York Times. So do I need to go back and read again what the New York Times were saying in January and in February, uh, before February 26th? But on February 26th, they want to rewrite history. And they want you to think, oh, they realize we really screwed up here. We've got to start blaming Trump. So that was their headline on February 26th. Let's call it the Trump virus. Yeah, real cute, New York Times. Real cute. On Okay, let's get to March. In March, CNN started calling Trump <laughs> like they haven't done it before. Uh, they went on with the mantra, the Trump's a racist, and everyone else who called the China, uh, the Wuhan, the virus, the China virus, or the Wuhan virus was a racist. They were doing this while trying to pretend that Jim Acosta and other hosts never called it the China virus, which they did throughout all of January. Uh, whenever they referred to it, they were referring to it as the China virus or the Wuhan virus. But see, folks, China got mad, and uh, your mainstream media loves the communist dictators. And uh, so they quickly stopped using uh, the word China virus and Wuhan virus and started trying to blame that on Trump. Uh, and then call him a racist and everybody else a racist. And then some of you sycophants out there, you go right along with it. Right along with it, which, you know, that's why I call you sheep. Uh, all right. Now, folks, March 2nd. March 2nd. This is from Comrade Bill de Blasio of New York. Ladies and gentlemen, March 2nd. Okay? This is March 2nd. This is a quote from Bill de Blasio. Since I am encouraging New Yorkers to go on with your lives... <laughs> And get out on the town despite coronavirus, I thought I would offer some suggestions. Here's the first. Through Thursday, March 5th, go see The Trader at Film Link. Or The Wire. The Wire's a true story and set in Italy. It would be this film. He was telling folks on March 2nd to go see plays, go see films. That is your mayor, Bill de Blasio, March 2nd. Now, this guy has the audacity to try and put blame on Trump. He has the audacity to stand with uh, Cuomo and try and blame Trump for New York's peril. Is this starting to make sense to you folks? Are you starting to see what's going on here? That was March 2nd. Mayor Bill de Blasio. And I quote, since I am encouraging New Yorkers, New Yorkers, as he would say, since I'm encouraging New Yorkers to go on with your lives and get out of the town despite coronavirus. That is a direct quote from Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York City, on March 2nd. Look, folks, I'm not done. I'm not done yet. March, also from March 2nd, from New York Governor... Andrew Cuomo, the man who thinks he's going to be your next president. Don't doubt me on this. Uh, March 2nd, Andrew Cuomo, and I quote, When you're saying what happened in other countries versus what happened here, we don't even think it's going to be as bad as it was in other countries. Well, you know what, folks? It's worse. New York is pretty bad. And while we're doing everything to help them, we cannot allow them to rewrite history, and I, for one, will not that will not allow that. So I want everyone to make a speedy recovery in New York, and I want New York to be back on its feet. I want that Statue of Liberty to shine. I want Central Park to shine. I want to see that Christmas tree in December at Rockefeller Center. I want to see all those things. I love New York. They're run by a bunch of idiots, but I love New York. And I want all the people to be healthy. 
and strong in New York. I want the LA, the, uh, the, the NYPD, because I know some NYPD guys. I want them to get recovered. I want them to be healthy. It's a great city. It's too bad that the people there keep voting for these morons like Cuomo. But I want that city to come back. But I'm not going to let Cuomo and Blasi, de Blasio rewrite history uh, because the problems in New York are caused, many of them are caused, by the Democrat apparatus that is New York. So that, folks, was March, uh, March 2nd when Andrew Cuomo said, what happened in other countries versus what happened here, I don't think it's going to be as bad as in other countries. Well, it's worse. Uh, March 14th, I'm not done yet. March 14th, CNN's Anderson, Anderson Cooper told viewers to be more concerned about the flu than the coronavirus. March 14th. We are now almost two months after Donald Trump issued a travel ban. And, and again, next week I'm going to go down the line of everything Trump did between this same timeline. I'll give you what he was doing and what the task force was doing. But right now I want to give you what all the Democrats were doing. Because if you want to accuse Trump of dragging his feet, yeah, well, then you, you, you cannot deny the facts of this timeline that I'm giving you right now. So on March 14th, Anderson Cooper, CNN, telling the viewers, be more concerned with the flu than the coronavirus. March 14th. Even, and look, let me even go back to March 9th. March 9th, here we have Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci on March 9th said, cruising is okay if you're healthy. If you're young and healthy, take the cruise. That's what he was saying. Folks, how many people were stuck on cruise ships in March? How many people were stuck on cruise ships? Yeah, well, on March 9th, Dr. Fauci gave him the go-ahead to get on that cruise. Look. These are just the facts. These are what the people were saying. So you cannot go on with this fake meat narrative and this hoax trying to blame Trump because you don't give a damn about the American people's health. You only care about gaining power. And I hope I have awoken some of you Democrats. You know, you Democrats love to be woke. Well, I hope you're awoken now with that timeline. Uh, Larry, are you still there by chance? I think we lost Larry. Okay, so we lost Larry, but uh, sorry about that, Larry. Uh, look, folks, uh, I want to point something out here. I've got another great listener who sent me out, who sent me this message, and what a great message this is. And you can look it up for yourself. But um, I don't know if many of you know about herd immunity, but there is a thing called herd immunity, immunity and this is probably going to save more lives than than everything. Larry, are you there? Yes. Oh, great. Uh, Larry, I was just about to point out that uh, I had a great listener out there who's in uh, Auburn, Georgia. Uh, <laughs> Auburn, Alabama. Sorry, Auburn's going to kill me. Auburn, Alabama. And a listener pointed out that uh, there's in California, there's about 20 million people who have who they're finding out had the virus, had COVID-19. And they're just over, I think, maybe a thousand deaths. That is a mortality rate of point zero zero five percent. So, Larry, the only explanation for that is herd immunity. Uh, well, that's what they're also trying in Sweden. Yes, they're still practicing social distancing rules, but they're going about their life. Their restaurants are open. The schools mm-hmm. are going. You know, because they 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 the um, it, disease guys are saying that herd immunity is a thing that you need to look at. Right. Absolutely. And you know what, Larry? I'm glad you mentioned uh, Sweden because they did some studies, uh, and, and the data that's coming out 
is starting to uh, to cause them in Sweden and other places to ask the question, was this shutdown necessary? Well, remember we, we talked the other day about the, the doctor that was on um, Dennis Frager's show, whatever, talking about the drugs that can use that are generic with the malaria, you know, the zinc. Um, what do you right, call it? so you know, there's a zinc there's a pack, whatever, there's a co- but, you know it's not they don't have a zinc pack, but well, what zinc he was is in it. what he was talking about was the what they're calling the cocktail. It's, yeah, it's uh, and, and it's a uh, um, oh my gosh, it's, it's half a one uh, percent um, mortality rate. Right, right, because they're using uh, azithromycin, zinc, and hydrochloroquine. Right, and when they do the right combination and administer that to patients, it's having unbelievable recovery rates. So you know, and that's he and he pointed out you need to get it early to the people. Mm-hmm. If they've tested positive and they fit in a high risk category, right. then the ones that are in a low risk category are he was getting full full survival rate, but the high risk and he put the categories you'd have to check with him on what he you know over sixty and high blood pressure and all that. Mm-hmm. But with that category, he immediately put them on that because he didn't want the people to get to a ventilator because if you get right. to a ventilator, he said you know the coronavirus acts like concrete in your lungs, yeah, and you're gonna you're probably gonna die. You want to avoid getting it to that point. To hit the cocktail early, mm-hmm. and the drugs only cost twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, Larry. Twenty bucks. You know, Larry. I'm glad you mentioned that about the ventilators. You know what we're finding out, and this data is going to come out uh, once we get past this. But they're starting to see data that said we were putting people on ventilators too soon. Uh, and and to your point, Larry, once someone is on a ventilator, and I think a lot of people do not understand how a ventilator works. But once you're on a ventilator, it's very hard to come off. When some people have to be taught how to breathe again. Yeah, come off of a ventilator. There, there's technicians, nurses that are trained just on ventilators. They don't do the other stuff. They have to be trained just for ventilators because right. a normal ICU nurse or a normal nurse doesn't know how to do the ventilator because it's very peculiar on what you do to get someone off it. Right. And they have a high more they have a mortality rate with just people who are not with this disease right. coming off of ventilators. Right. Well, Larry, I'm going to have to leave it there. Uh, okay. Really appreciate you calling in. That was some no great problem. points. Good show. And I want to thank, again, the uh, listener out in Auburn, Alabama, and the listeners down in Florida, the listener from Duluth, Georgia. You guys are great. Hey, listen, folks, real quick before I leave, uh, be on the lookout. I'm going to put some information out about a freedom ride. We're going to put – we're putting together a motor – if you have a motorcycle, and if you don't, it's fine. You can bring your car. We're going to be – have a freedom ride to stand up for our Constitution. So stay tuned. I'm going to put out information about that later. Uh, stay tuned for that, and stay tuned now for Locked and Loaded with Roger B. Hey. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.